listeners to the Radical Life Support podcast series on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We are so glad you're joining us today. As always, let's start with our quote from A.W. Tozier. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. It truly is. If you give God attributes that are not his, attributes that apply to man, for example, then you will have a wrong view of God. What you think about God may not be what's right about him. To be right about our opinion of God, we must give him the highest honor and the most noble character. Tozier also says it is morally imperative that we purge our minds of all ignoble concepts of the deity and let him be the God in our minds that he is in the universe. Today we're going to talk about the letter P, God is provider. But before we talk about God as our provider, let's clarify a point through another attribute, and that is God is self-sufficient. Whatever God is, and all that God is, he is in himself. John 5.26, Jesus says, The Father hath life in himself. God does not receive life, support, power, or strength from anything or any other being. If that were so, then that other entity would be God. There is nothing outside of himself. He is almighty and all self-sufficient, and the buck stops with him. Tozier says an elementary but correct way to think about God is as the one who contains all, who gives all that is given, but who himself can receive nothing that he has not first given. The word necessary is wholly foreign to God. There is no need in God. Need is not a word that relates to God. We are filled with needs and incomplete without him but he is not incomplete without us. He didn't create us to fulfill some need within him. If God had a need, that would be saying that his divine being would be incomplete. We know he's not incomplete. He is fully complete in himself always, and he has no need. God doesn't need anything from us, including our love. Some may say God needs our love and is trying to win our love or that we are necessary to God, but that would be incorrect from what we know about God. He wants our love and he wants to be in a loving relationship with us, but not because of a need in him. He is all complete love. He doesn't need our love to complete him. Whether we choose to love him or not, he's not greater or lesser for it. God created us. He knows what is best for us and what we need. He relates to us because he loves us and he wants all that is good for us. He does this because he is interested in us. He values us and it pleases him to be in relationship with us. Think about it and be of good cheer. The God who needs nothing or no one desires to work through and provide for all his children's needs. As we do in all of our podcasts, let's reveal God as provider through the word, through creation, through Jesus, and in our heart. So how does God reveal himself as provider through the word? Let's begin with two names of God. The first name is El Shaddai, which occurs seven times in the Bible and has several meanings, including All-Sufficient One and God Almighty. 
El is translated as God and is used in conjunction with other words to designate various aspects of God's character. Another word much like Shaddai and from which many believe it's derived is the word Shad, which means breast in Hebrew. This refers to God completely nourishing, satisfying, and supplying his people with all their needs as a mother would her child. When you put the two together, El Shaddai, this name denotes a God who freely gives nourishment and blessing. He is our sustainer. The second name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. First found in Genesis 22:14, it says, So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. This is about when God provided a ram for Abraham when he was just about to sacrifice Isaac on the altar. There are thousands of verses on how God provides, and I will be quoting just a sample. Please note, though, that God doesn't just provide for our physical needs. God knows all of our needs, and that includes our needs for strength, emotional well-being, guidance, wisdom, everything that you might need for your mind, your soul, and your spirit. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Psalms 18.35-36 You make your saving help my shield, and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. 1 Timothy 6.17 They put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. I think that's nice. 1 Peter 4.11 If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 10.13 no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Our God is generous. He's a giving God. And a summary of his generosity listed in the Bible includes, and get ready for this long list, okay? <laughs> God gives love. He gives life to dead bones. He gives back the years that were stolen. He gives fair judgment, insight into the future, blessings when the world calls down curses. He gives laws to protect us, victory over fear, honor to the broken. He gives his presence, vision to the spiritually blind, knowledge, riches, possessions, food to the hungry, favor to the humble, influence to the powerless, restoration to the devastated, opportunities to repent, pardon for iniquities, a new identity, peace beyond understanding, his touch to untouchables. He gives human love and companionship. He gives warning. He gives protection. Every good and perfect gift he gives. He gives imperishable inheritance, spiritual gifts, his word, and most importantly, God gave his son, Jesus. Do you see that he provides and gives absolutely everything? Even if you receive something from someone else, it's really being given to you from God through that person. God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. God gives us always just what we need. 
not always what we want. What we want might not be what is best, but don't be afraid to ask for anything in his name. But always be like Jesus and say, not my will, but thine be done. How does God reveal himself as provider through creation? God gives life to all things, from a bumblebee to an eagle, from a minnow to a whale, from a cell to a human being. Nothing has life without God. It may sound simplistic, but we need this gift of life to live. We were not formed on our own. We do not grow on our own. We don't breathe, nor does our heart beat on our own. God is involved in all his creation. There is not life within us apart from God. We said that God doesn't need anything outside of himself, but we do. We need God, the giver of life. We are extremely needy creatures. God even created the world so that we needed things in the world to live. For example, fish need water to live, plants need rain and sunlight, and we need air and water. We need oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. The plants need carbon dioxide and expel oxygen that we need. Animals eat the plants, we eat the animals. We are all dependent on each other to keep the world alive. He created trees and rocks and so we build places of shelter. Think of how we use nature to produce energy, like tapping into the power of water with dams and wind with windmills and sun with solar panels. They all work together to keep life going. And God does all that. God created water to evaporate into clouds, and then God sends the clouds to whatever area needs the rain. I just heard recently that a huge sandstorm from Africa blew sand into the atmosphere and it flowed across the Atlantic over North America. This cleaned up the pollution in the atmosphere by significant percentages. And God did that. He knows that. He knows how to clean up our planet better than we know how to clean up our planet. Fires in forests might seem destructive, but they can be good for the environment. He has created creatures like vultures to clean up dead animals. God knows how to maintain his created world. He gives and provides just what is needed. Psalm 65, 9 says, You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, so you have ordained it. Psalm 68, 10, Your people settled in it, and from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. Psalms 111, verse 5, He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Why did God, who needs nothing, create our world? This is a good question that I certainly don't know the answer to. But what I do know is this, that it was not done out of a need within himself. I believe that he created us with the ability to understand our need for him. But many individuals, even nations, believe that they have done this or that on their own without giving any credit to God. That was also the mistake of Israelites. And it is an arrogant and sinful position to take against God. If there is one thing that God knew we needed better than we know ourselves, it's that we needed a Savior, and so he sent Jesus. So let's see how God reveals himself as provider through Jesus. As mentioned before, John 5.26, Jesus said, The Father hath life in himself. But yet he goes on to say right afterwards, So has he granted the Son also to have life in himself. So that there is no mistake, Jesus is saying here that he is God. Because only God has life in himself. 
But when we think of Jesus as man, we consider his human weaknesses and bodily needs, such as needing food, water, and sleep. He did. He lived that life within the human limitations, so he understands them all. We must be careful, though, not to associate any human limitation to the fact that he is the incarnate, eternal Son of God. We know by his miracles and the authority of his word that Jesus is God, and he clothed himself in human form as man to provide a demonstration on how to live a perfect human life. Despite our human weaknesses and limitations, man can live a holy life just as he did. Maybe not perfectly as he, but we can live a holy life. Romans 15.5 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude and mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. If we focus too much on Jesus' humanity, then we can forget that he is as much God in his glorious holiness. Some people think of Jesus as being soft and weak, and they don't understand that underneath that loving, humble demeanor, that he submitted to God, he is actually God himself with access to all power and authority. He even said so. On earth, his eternal attributes were veiled, so to speak. But when he was raised from the dead in his new resurrected body and ascended into heaven, Hebrews 1, 3 says, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. He's up there on the throne at the right hand of God. We spend an inordinate amount of time crying out that God provide for our physical needs, but we have spiritual and our soul has needs too. And they are just important, more important maybe in the light of eternity than our wants and desires that we might have here on earth for a very short time. God knows your spiritual needs very well better than most of us understand our own spiritual needs. And he provided all we need through Jesus. Remember in John 3.16, it says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. It was quite a generous gift. All redemption from sin, salvation, the church, the Holy Spirit, and heavenly rewards are all provided by God through Jesus Christ. Jesus gave it all. Who else do you know would do that? There might be a brave human who would give their life to save another, but it is pretty rare. Jesus gave his life for the whole world to purify it from sin, that all who believe in him would have eternal life. Psalms 111.9 says, He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. He provided one of the greatest things we need in this life, and that's hope. Jesus provided hope. How does God reveal himself as provider in our hearts? God does not need our help to carry out his plans. He's totally sufficient. That might be a hard pill to swallow for some. We might feel we're doing God a favor by serving him. After all, God gave me my spiritual gifts, so he must need me in order to get the job done. But Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's all about him and not about us. Yet, when faith is present in us, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When our desire and intent is good and it's placed under the loving hand of God, we can move mountains together with God. 
and thus it brings us inner fulfillment and purpose into our lives. Believing that God can provide for all your needs is critical to your Christian walk. We can sit around wringing our hands, worrying about getting our needs met. But Matthew 6 says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink. Look at the birds. Your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We can live with such a peaceful heart if we truly believe that. If we truly believe that the Lord is my shepherd, so I have no wants. He is my provider. Worrying means you do not trust God to meet your needs. I've heard some people say, oh, it's just my nature. I'm a worrier. As if worrying was a virtue. Oh, I'm worrying to show that I do care about you. But what you are saying is, I just simply refuse to trust that God is the ultimate provider. He's not big enough. He's not powerful enough. He doesn't have enough resources. He's not in control of anything. And he doesn't care enough. How you feel about the attribute that God is provider definitely affects how you live your life. It affects the quality of your life. You can live in fear and worry, or you can live at rest, knowing that God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. God provides, and he wants us to provide too. God loves it when we provide for others with the provision that he has given us. He loves a cheerful giver. He loves those who provide more than just their money, like the Good Samaritan did. He also gave time, resources, skill, and hospitality. God loves it when we provide for our relatives and when businessmen and women provide for their employees. He loves those who give out of their poverty like the widow's might. God loves those who respond to a need and give more than the minimum. All of these types of giving God blesses. He provides for us so abundantly, more than we deserve, and we are to provide for others in return. Titus 3.14 says, Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. My prayer is that you will grow in your belief that God is provider and sustainer and that you will learn to give generously. I can promise you that God will put you in a trial to test your faith and your heart, whether it's in the area of finances or physical needs. No Christian is exempt from this kind of trial. God wants our complete trust and belief that he is provider of all things. And I find he usually teaches us this lesson through experience. He will orchestrate situations so you will learn to trust him as provider. Get ready for it. I can personally give testimony that I have been in many financial trials and God has never failed me. Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is provider. We're so glad you joined us to listen to our podcast on God is Provider. If you know of anyone who can benefit from hearing about God's wonderful attributes, please share with your family and friends. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so to make it as convenient for you as possible. If you have any questions about God's attributes or a prayer request, please email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Next time, we will be talking about the letter Q. Talk to you then. Music